Welcome one. Welcome all to my podcast, focusing on your favorite sports and your favorite athletes on their Olympic journey. This is the road to Tokyo. This is 2020 Vision. Hello and welcome to episode three of 2020 Vision. I'm your host, Jordan McKenna, and in this episode, we are speaking with the 20K Walk gold medalist from Gold Coast 2018 Commonwealth Games, Jemima Montag. Jemima is an amazing individual uh, who's achieved so much and is uh, so young, 21 years of age. Um, she speaks about amazing things in the up-and-coming chat. Um, so she's also an inspiration to young women, as you will hear. Here it is, my chat with Jemima Montag. So, what's it like uh, being the 20K uh, gold medalist for the Commonwealth Games. Do you get ever, ever get used to that title? <laughs> yeah, it feels really special. I think um, to have had the opportunity to have a home comm Games within my, I guess, athlete lifetime feels really lucky. Um, the opportunity to have lots of family and friends right there on the sidelines, but then also just to have all of Carbon light up with support was really what got me, got me over the line. And yeah, it feels like something that I'll definitely cherish forever and it has really um, sparked a big wave of, of momentum and motivation for me going forward when I'm setting bigger goals now. And not only for yourself, for the sport in general, because you were only 20 at the time. Now, at the age of 20, I didn't even even have my license. Uh, so <laughs> you've done a bit more than I've done there. Um, so obviously you want to go Olympics uh, and you're in the midst of doing so, uh, or training for. So how does someone like yourself stay happy and uh, healthy? What do, you, what do you recommend people do if you want to get to that elite level that you're aiming for? Yeah, well, I, um, I know it's been said a million times, but in terms of balance, I think for me, reconceptualizing balance to realize that you can't expect yourself to be excelling in all areas at one time. So I used to think like, yeah, I can do full-time uni and full-time training and have a couple of jobs and you know, a healthy social life and see my family all the time and things. But I think what I've learned and what keeps me healthy and happy at the moment is that the different areas of your life will be of differing importance at different times. So there'll be certain stages of the year where uni is really important, maybe exams are coming up or there's a big assignment and everything else just quiets out for a little bit and then they'll, you can find comfort in each little phase of the year because we know that it's only for a certain amount of time and then the next chapter rolls around and training might be the focus in the lead up to a big event. We always kind of balance it out with um, some family time or some time in nature or some creativity. A big outlet for me is um, cooking and music and reading. That kind of balances the yin and yang out there. Um, But I guess seeing your life as kind of like a piece of music. So you've got to have all of the elements in harmony and if it's all going 
kind of trying to solo at the same time if all the instruments are playing really loud it's uh, going to be a bit chaotic so learning that while one instrument soloing so while we're prepping for Tokyo then the other instruments are going to back off a little but that's all good because soon that that solo will be over and and you can start the next phase I love that that's amazing so what's a favorite dish of yours to cook then if we're talking cooking <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I love doing Friday night family dinners. They yeah. are, I'm in charge on a Friday night. Um, and I have this awesome new toy in my wood fired pizza oven. So I am really loving the feeling of making bread from scratch or just kind of making wood fired pizzas for my family um, and just really putting my love into it. I think that's um, my favorite way of communicating my love and care for friends and family is cooking for them so that's always a fun part of the week before the big weekend of training that's all right so making bread is kind of like a, a walk in a sense isn't it so you've got your different steps um what's yeah. it like for you going through a 20k because it is quite strenuous uh talk us through your race um at, so say the 2018 gold what were your thought processes going through that race yeah so um I was new to the event, I'd only done it twice before, um, but throughout the lead up, I had this quiet confidence building because we were able to get through some really awesome training. Um, we spent all of the January before the April uh, at the Australian Institute of Sport with about 50 race walkers from all over the world, so we really had um, an awesome training camp with the world's best and it was really inspiring to be able to train with these older girls who had been to a couple of Olympics before and they were really awesome mentors and really showed me what it would take to excel at the highest level. Um, so then in the weeks leading up to the Games, I, yeah, I really decided that I wanted this more than anything and that I would give it everything that I had on the day. Um, I used journaling quite a little bit um, when I'm feeling quite nervous. I remember being in the village in a couple of days before and maybe because it was a home game maybe because I knew there'd be a lot of family um, on the sidelines but I was feeling quite a bit of pressure um, and maybe sometimes pressure is exciting because you know that it means you're in good shape um, so I took to my diary and I tried to convert that downward pressure into more of a, of a forward push of momentum and realized that Everyone who was there, they really just want to see you out there doing your thing and having fun. Um, and if that turns into a good outcome, then that's fantastic as well. So I woke up on the morning and I just said to myself, you know, it's a 90-minute race, but you should be feeling comfortable for the first half or the first hour. Mm. So all it's going to take, I said to myself, is 30 minutes of courage for a lifetime of pride. That was my little line in my head. So... I just need to dig deep and have faith in my training and what my coach has told me um, and have that little bit of courage when it hurts for what could be a really incredible result. Um, and when I visualize that the idea of hitting the tape first and all the opportunities that would come out of that um, were, were so exciting that it enabled me to fight through the... Um, the hard times in the race, as you can imagine, it's long and it was also quite a hot morning. Yes. Um, yeah. 
No, I understand. So um, it, it's amazing how you look at sort of how you look at yourself. Um, you can go into team effort, but when you look at yourself, it's when you really find uh, the sort of power that you need to go forward. Like with that um, saying that you're using. Um, but in saying that, you also would have had people that you would have looked up to, and I, I will mention it, Claire. Um, what happened with her in that race was heartbreaking for not only the Australian team but as a nation. I cried. Yeah. Um, I'm a 24 year old dude, but uh, yeah, it hurt. Um, and I, I think I must thank you. I take this opportunity to thank you for you know being there for her. Um, it is a quite a terrible thing to happen. Um, yeah, explain how yeah, you I felt. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> it's nice that you're thanking me, but I think it was kind of the opposite. I mean, she she was very much there for me despite mm. um, how in you know the pain that she must have been in in that moment and afterwards. She set all of that aside and was at the finish line there to congratulate me. And when we embraced, and I was just saying to her, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, not that it was my fault, but that, you know, I was just sorry for her circumstances and what had happened. Um, and she said, this is your moment, please do not be sorry, you need to just go and enjoy it, um, and, you know, you deserve this, I think. And it was, it was really nice, but it was such a bittersweet moment, because I really wanted to enjoy this, I guess, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, mm. but that's just really not the way you want to win a gold medal and definitely not something that you ever want to see happen to a teammate. Yeah. I mean, race walking is really unique in the sense that you actually get penalised for just trying harder. I mean, like, when someone gets a red card or um, three of them and then gets disqualified, it's usually not because they're trying to cheat. They're just, they're just putting their body on the line and trying to go faster and then sometimes you know, due to the subjectivity of it all, with the judging to the naked eye yeah. of the judge, um, you know, sometimes that does lead to breaking some of the rules. So it is heartbreaking to see. Um, but I mean, Claire is such a fantastic role model in our sport um, and for women in sport in general. I mean, she really is dedicating herself to um, showing that women can um, stop and have a baby for a short amount of time and then come back and still keep making Australian teams and achieving great things and um, I think she just wants to, to prove that to everyone and to show her little son Harvey um, how fantastic women can be so yeah a real really wonder woman yeah she's amazing so where uh, we'll finish this off here with this question what advice do you give to the girls going into sport no matter what it is like we always um, go for the fact that we want more people to do race walking um, but yeah. what would you offer the young women in the way of advice? Yeah, so I remember being a seven-year-old girl starting Little App. Um, and I think if there are any any girls deciding to give sport a go, whether that's any sport, but if it's outdoor race walking or swimming, diving, whatever it is, I think when you're in those younger stages, really enjoying it and focusing on making friends and giving everything a go and not taking not taking yourself too seriously, it's all a bit of fun and just really finding what drives you and what um, what sport it is or what event it is that really ignites that fire in you that makes you want to succeed and growing with it. Um, and then I think for girls especially, there seems to be a big drop-off um, in motivation and just, you know, girls who want to continue in sport um, throughout puberty. And I think when you guys reach that stage just really reminding yourself of your why which just means you know 
why do you do what you do? What is that passion and love that you have for it? And really just try and stick at it for all of the other things that sport brings aside from the competitiveness and the success. I mean, I found that sport is so fantastic for young girls in terms of the health benefits, um, the opportunities to make friends all over the country, all over the world. It gives you travel opportunities and just it's a really lovely daily ritual, something that you can wake up in the morning and think, yep, awesome, my day has a purpose and I'm going to um, feel that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling if, if the session goes well. And if not, then that's fine. And then I think when you get up to that elite level, if you decide to, um, or if that's your goal, not being afraid to create a really solid support network, reach out for help. You don't have to do it on your own. And if you can build a solid network with family and friends who are there for you and support you, and then through to the more professional um, coaching, nutrition, psych, massage, all the things that have to be on board for things to work, then you're going to be ticking major goals. So just to summarize the tip, enjoy it while you're young, remind yourself of your passion and why you love it and all the other things that sport can bring while you're in your adolescent age. And then if and when you want to get to that elite level, create an awesome support network and just keep reminding yourself of why you love it. Well, if race walking ever fails for you, just please do go into inspirational speaking because that was uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Well done. Um, the sky is the lim- the sky is the limit for you. Um, the only way is up, uh, and I hope that you you know go for further and further with your career. You got Olympics next year, and uh, we hope we see gold around your neck. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for the chat. There we have my chat with Jemima Montag. Uh, amazing lady um, yeah she's got a lot going for her in the future and I hope when you're listening to that it inspired you as much as it did me uh, a lot of words of wisdom there that I will definitely carry uh, with whatever I choose to do with my life um, and yeah thank you very much for listening to this uh, edition of 2020 Vision uh, join me next time who knows who we'll have uh, we'll catch us later thank you very much bye <laughs>